It's the big wake-up call. I'm Ryan Gatenby, and time for my next guest. She is an Emmy Award-winning journalist and the former chief White House correspondent for CNN. Her new book and first novel is Savage News, and we're going to visit with Jessica Yellen. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for calling in today. How are you? I'm great. This is fun. Your new book and uh, your first novel is uh, Savage News. Can you briefly share with our listeners uh, what it's about? It's about a young woman, Natalie Savage, a reporter who's always wanted to cover the White House, and she gets the assignment just as the First Lady disappears. Her management sets her up in a competition with a former reality star, um, both now journalists, and whoever gets the highest ratings covering the news wins the White House job. Okay, now that's uh, that, that's funny to hear because someone was just, and I don't know, I was reading some review of your book says like ripped from the headlines. I'm like, I don't remember a reality competition to cover the White House. Yeah, I find yours a lot more entertaining. It's a satire. It's a yeah. send up of um, kind of the absurdities of this business. Yeah, uh, there's some things that happen in the novel that are very reflective of our current moment. Um, but no, I tried to exaggerate some of the silly things in our world to make a point. Well, and then uh, right at the top of the book here on the cover, you have a testimonial from uh, Amy Schumer. How, how did that come about? Isn't that crazy? Oh, my gosh. She's just been a um, champion. I report the news every day on Instagram. People can follow me at Jessica Yellen, Y-E-L-L-I-N. Anyway, Amy Schumer follows me on Instagram and gets the news from my feed and um, gave me that blurb for my book because she just follows me every day. I mean, she's it's been an amazing what what a what a sister friend. Oh, she's the best. We were just watching her uh, her latest uh, Netflix thing. Not to hijack her your interview to talk about no, her, I but uh, oh my gosh, was that funny? That Netflix special is remarkable. You've got to watch Amy Schumer on that show. It's funny and it's a really important comment on our culture right now. I think both are true. So, if this book becomes a major motion picture, is Amy in line to uh, to take the lead role? <laughs> she wants. If she wants to produce it, start it, she can. Um, but I would love to make it into a TV show. There's so much more to say. Now, everyone's doing a, a memoir these days. I think this is a lot more fun and uh, and more creative. Why did you decide to go, you know, this route, do like a, a satire kind of a, a send-up versus like, you know, here's my story? One of the things I've observed is that so many of the Hollywood depictions of news are very earnest and self-serious. And my experience is that it's a real comedy behind the scenes, right? I mean, there's a sense of adventure. You're always in these zany, weird places with a group of people, which is very bonding. So there's real adventure. And then it's much more veep than House of Cards, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Crazy things are happening. And I can depict that better in a novel. I also thought it was a way to bring non-news viewers into the experience. Non-news, I'm sorry, non-journalists into the news experience. Do you feel like that happens a lot with portrayals that, uh, you know, they will hire consultants and journalists that, uh, you know, some of the things in, uh, in, in a TV show about a newsroom or a movie, do you think some of that is just a little too inaccessible or too inside? Yeah, I think, for example, there's a scene in the book where um, the Bureau is freaking out. Everybody's in crisis because the breaking news banner has crashed and the, they're on TV without the words breaking news on the screen. So everyone's scrambling to get it back and they have to afterwards declare that henceforth it will everything out of Washington is breaking news unless deemed otherwise. Okay. That's the kind of thing that's just like a tongue in cheek send up that you kind of can do if you've worked in that space forever. You kind of get that that's how it's like that it's an exaggeration, but I think people maybe outside the business would be I don't know, too 
too wary of sending it up that way. It's a satire. Yeah. Well, and uh, I think that's uh, you know, it's a more uh, more honest portrayal. I just, I'm I'm frustrated. There aren't that many movies about radio, and and of course because of the way we look, but uh, they get so many things wrong. And I love always seeing the uh, the, the talk show radio host never wearing headphones. There's no uh, there's no control board, and the microphone is about uh, you know three or four feet away. Right. I always notice in TV films uh, films about TV, there's no cords going from the camera into the live truck, so yeah. I don't know how anything's getting back. And I have a scene in the book where they're reporting from the beach, but it's too hot and they don't want to be outdoors, and so the camera woman um, takes a ground floor room in a motel, removes the windows, and they're do their live shot from right in front of the window at the hotel. So the shot looks like you're outdoors, but you're you've got cover, which is like the dream scenario for a reporter. It once happened to me, and um, everybody reading it thinks that that's an insane, you know, scenario that could never happen. But that's exactly how we try to um, – those are the things we try to look for every day. How do we get air cover? How do we have air conditioning? Do you feel like because of uh, The Daily Show and things like that, a lot of people will assume, I'm like, oh, they're not out there. They're in front of a green screen. Huh. I don't know what people think. I think that they um, are wary a little bit. That's why, you know, we're in this very strange moment where the White House is trying to delegitimize the press and the press is um, doing exceptional journalism right now. And I think the public is sort of caught in the middle trying to figure out what, you know, where to place their trust. It's a, you know, challenging time. Well, yeah. And and Jessica, I was going to ask you, wow, what was it like being a uh, a White House correspondent during an administration that was interested in open discourse and was not openly hostile and, and treating the press like an enemy. Well, you know, the funny thing is what at any moment the press experiences the relationship as fraught. So, you know, I covered sure. the Bush White House and I covered the Obama White House and we thought we had tension then. Um, but what's changed is that we now have a White House that's trying, as I said, to delegitimize the press. And it's an entirely different reality. And basically, it's a, you know, world wrestling kind of dynamic where they're trying to look for an opponent and they've chosen the media. Um, And I think that journalists are doing the best job they can in a really challenging situation. Um, Sometimes you have to figure out how to not take the bait, right? Like what, what, when is it not worth putting, giving that airtime? Or can we do a better job of saying this is a molehill, this one's a mountain? I think it would be frustrating and, and certainly, you know, trying to uh, delegitimize. And that's a certain uh, I think there's a certain section of the public that is always going to view uh, the news media with a little bit of a suspicion. But how do you how do you not take that to heart? How do you not have that uh, have an impact on, on what you're going to report or what you're going to cover? You know what what you're even uh, your, your sourcing is going to be. I just think you go to work and do the job every day. I mean, Natalie Savage, the character in this book, got into the business because she thought she could make a difference at the White House because, um, you know, in a democracy, the free press informs the electorate. Like, she's driven by that kind of noble ideal. And then she gets thrust into this, you know, crazy, zany world of ratings and sex scandal and drama and reality TV. Um, But I'm not going to give it away, but in the end, good old-fashioned reporting wins. And that's, you know, working your sources, thinking hard, having an instinct for what the story is. And the whole, what journalists do is they they find the truth, then they confirm the truth, and they work to get the truth approved, and then they speak it. And that is the job no matter how it's going to be received. You have to remember you're committed to that no matter what the public reception to it will be.
Now, that's interesting, and you don't hear that a lot. Uh, work to get the truth approved, and and that's a big part of, uh, of going on TV with a story. People don't know that, but that is such a part of your day where you get the news. I mean, this is there's a moment in the book where she has a scoop, and she takes it to somebody in the network hierarchy, um, and they say, well, nobody else has this. How do you know it's true? And she's like, no, 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 I have it first. It's ours exclusively. Let me break it. And they're like, but I can't confirm that it's true if we're the only ones with it. Right. Which, which is this dilemma for journalists. Like, when you're first, you're out on a limb. you got to trust your sources and your reporting. And uh, the brand-new book is Savage News. It's the first novel for my guest, uh, Jessica Yellen. And thank you so much for uh, being on the show today. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And folks can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Jessica Yellen. Thank you. Thank you.